Hello, and welcome to Space Battles, a transformative real play podcast that reimagines the latest trilogy of a popular space combat franchise. If you're joining us for the first time, stop here and start with the first part of a shattered galaxy. Otherwise, previously you will have heard. Yes, uh, last time on Space Battles, <laughs> you had, you know, th- there there was like sort of an, a very a very quick combat sequence as you entered the cave and, you know, some established strange behaviors uh, by the people on uh, this small island, this on this small cortosis mining operation. Uh, but, you know, the, the source of the presence in the mine and the uh, exact explanations for the behaviors has not totally been visited yet. The, just basically, the luck of those people that Kiyama didn't decide to just use her lightsaber in defense versus <laughs> just yeah. chugging them across with the force, that would have been a very different outcome <laughs> of that whole bit. Um, so, yeah, so you are still in this, uh, like, rust. It's it's kind of like a rust color uh, to the rock, and it is, you know, gritty and dirty, and, yeah, it is kind of dank, uh, but it's also finished and very dry, in a lot of places, so there is there, there's a, a lot of strange kind of uh, contrast to it because part of it is cave, but also part of it has been worked and mined and changed over time. Uh, you said before too; it was very old. Yes, like there were uh, okay the, the the parts of it that are cave like seem you know there is a a presentation of great age. And, you know, the, the bone pile, the bone carpet at the entrance, let's not forget about that, um, also bespeaks of enormous age, or at least some kind of, a, it, it's been left alone for some time, um, long enough for skeletonization and all of that to occur. Okay. Um, I am not thrilled by this development of potential mind control. So I think... Um, Kiyama is going to come over to this entrance where she accidentally chucked someone through and just poke her head around the corner and see what she sees. Uh, sure. It's more cave, certainly, uh, but the evidence of working is a little bit more apparent. Um, there is some kind of uh, technological advancement here. There's a, there's a large, what looks like brass pipe that uh, connects this far alcove that you can see here at, at about waist height, and it must dip down on one on the side of the alcove that penetrates because when it exits that side and sort of crosses into the entryway uh, to which it is next to, it is down at ground level and is covered uh, by like a, like a trapezoidal two-sided ramp, presumably for mine carts or some kind of conveyance to be able to roll over without difficulty. Okay. I think Kama will turn back to the rest of the group and just be like, just stay quiet. I don't know what else is down here. We've already drawn enough attention. Um, and they will not hear you because they're all being bums and they're two chambers away. She shuffles back. It says the coast is clear. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to keep... I'm just going to keep creeping down the hallway then. I'm assuming everybody is following. They're just not on the map. Yeah. Am I going alone? Yeah, no, I'm definitely tw- following. VC20 is running towards the exit. Uh, Mia has lost all her nerve. I couldn't I kept... tell which way she had gone. Uh, northward, <laughs> sir. I just here. kept walking into a wall because I couldn't see where the door was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried to um, follow the natural contours as much as I could on this map. 
Yes, <sighs> which I which I like and appreciate, but <laughs> I struggle. Uh, you know, as you advance, the the hall the halls narrow and expand, presumably either following the natural contours of the cave or um, following the the layout of the veins of the cortosis ore up ahead of you that in in front uh near where you are you and uh eshka are standing kiyama is actually a very deep pit um fun I'm, I'm i'm not gonna say bottomless but functionally bottomless uh you cannot see the bottom in your light and there is a bolted down uh slab of plasteel that is spanning the gap i will cross it and keep moving carefully with also i apologize this is there's a big storm happening outside so if you hear it you get some nice atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, there's an i'll pause right up here when like i get to this mm-hmm. area and i'm like there's like this bunch of webbing yeah you can see jagged alcoves where people have clearly been uh mining the webbing is unusually large it speaks uh... to some kind of enormous silk producing creature mm. what that creature is however uh is is unclear and certainly does not seem to be here uh the webbing while it does span um side to side of the entrance to the 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 next chamber uh it's it's very thin uh like the webbing that you would have to cross to is no no thicker really than standard spider webbing or, or caterpillar webbing the heavy webbing is in the corners and uh you know cocooned around things unclear what things oh um i'm gonna take up my lightsaber and cut a path for us through it because uh even kiyama has my dislike of spiders sure um if, if i touch it though is it how sticky is it it is not particularly sticky okay cool i'm not too worried about getting caught then uh, G, G, as you kind of interact with the web more, uh, give me an education roll, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one fail, one failure, uh, four advantage. I'm going to say you regain two strain. You just sort of feel comforted by the fact that, like, it's not particularly large. Yeah. Or, um, you know, these these strands aren't particularly large. Kiyama's just going to wait in the doorway in case anybody wants to investigate the thicker webbing. She is not, but she's no. just not going to keep powering ahead. <laughs> Sounds good. And uh, we I are off to, to a, we are off to a great start. I've rolled six dark side points. Oh. And point. <sighs> yeah, Eshka is mostly interested in not thinking about whatever made these webs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Blithe intentional ignorance. Emma's just getting flashbacks to that giant spider on Felucia. She's like, I can't handle it, guys. Yeah, uh, this this speaks to something larger than that. Even um, what's unusual. Uh, I will say is that there there are several different sizes of strands. Like I said, the ones crisscrossing the entrance to the chamber seem to be of a very you know normal insect size. Uh, but these you know w- these ones forming the large patches in the corners and the cocooning, uh, those are almost like yarn thick strands that are wrapped around each other. G or VC twenty, go poke it. <laughs> I am resisting. What weight of yarn? Are you talking <laughs> fingering weight yarn, lace weight yarn, worsted weight, extra bulky? Sorry, I'm going to go back to my knitting. Um, where am I? The one that is about half the diameter of a human male pinky. That uh, that's sport weight. That's so, like, sport. are you guys going to poke this one up here, guys? Or are you moving further into the? Uh, no, we'll poke, poke that away. Yeah, yeah you poke. guys seem okay with the 
with the possibility of this. <laughs> Kiam is just pestering for the corner. She's just not delicious. Um, VC20 and G, please give me perception tests. Uh, ignore all those points. I forgot to take the force dice out. Uh, so the senator does not uh, notice anything in particular. G, you notice that uh, what is wrapped up in these cocoons is not prey, but eggs. They're small eggs. Um, Do I know how close to being not eggs they are? Uh, you have no idea. You you do, you know, briefly brush one before you realize that they're eggs and some spill out, uh, but no creatures emerge. So you would presume they are far from viability. Can I, or how bigger the is a single egg? Uh, they, again, they vary in size. Uh, some of them are as large as golf balls, while others, um, you know, look more like disgusting white bunches of raspberries. Um, yep. they're, 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 they're wildly variant in size. Um, can I pop some into like a little vial, uh, going for midsize. So not the golf ball ones. Cause I'm assuming that they're going to hatch sooner rather than later, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, mid middle size. Yeah. Middle of the road. Uh, yeah. You can store some for later. Each one should be a, about a blueberry if we're still using uh, berries. Fruit. Yeah. yeah. I, which I shouldn't have. Cause now I won't want berries for some time. Gross. <laughs> um, the other thing is, and this kind of stresses you out, G. Um, so I'm going to actually deduct one strain. The other thing that you notice is that as you're poking around, you realize that these are actually pretty tough to break. Um, these, these strands are, which kind of implies that this creature such as it is, is worked into this mine in some way, because you can see that Kiyama is, uh, standing on, uh, steel plates. Uh, there, there's some kind of complex that proceeds past the portion of the mine that you guys have already walked through and these would be super difficult to break through every day and you know the only the thin strands crisscross the entrance and no strands are crisscrossing the exit so the people in this place must work around whatever these creatures are in some way there's like a there's like a peaceful cohabitation that allows the mining to continue that's nice i've got a bad feeling about this I didn't really expect this mind to be like ecologically sensitive. All right. Um, we ready to move on. Uh, I, I have one last question, which is, is there anything beyond the webbing that I can tell? In other words, does this look like webbing that is very thick across cave walls? Or does this look like there are some areas where the wall is just webbing? And if someone had uh, the equivalent of a laser like sword, they would be able to cut through it. Uh, there are indeed places that where the wall is um, visible. You you are pretty confident in the contours of this room. Uh, the the netting or the webbing rather is built up into big mats. It looks like mostly to nestle cocoons into. Although you do find some small skeletons that fall out when you jostle the webbing some. Yeah, that'll happen. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, then, yeah, I'm good to move on. All right, I'll keep leading the way. Sure. Uh, Kiyama, you leave the uh, the webbing room and walk into a very, you know, a, a stark difference of a very standard looking supply room. The, there are uh, crates and barrels and chests uh, from from the labeling and uh, kind of the smells that you're getting. This is uh, human supplies, I, for lack of a better term. Uh, here is cleaning supplies, what looks like some clothing um, and also some food or foodstuffs that have been, that are being stored in here. I think we're getting close to some others. Um, I will peek my head around here. 
sure. see what I can see? Uh, you see a large tangle of those copper wires spread, or not wires, copper pipes spread out across an enormous circular room. The pipes are larger than any of the other ones you have seen before. This is maybe the input and exhaust room or exhaust room, rather. You wouldn't have them in the same place. Uh, and they are all adhered to the floor, providing in some places like um, almost as almost as much as a meter of cover from the from the floor upward. Others are thinner. But in addition, you can see that there are, you know, very normal looking people just kind of standing around. Uh, they're armed. They look. Are we going out, guys? What? <laughs> Get back. <laughs> yeah, the, the, these are these are humans and uh, Twi'lex and um, Zabrax, like a, a lot of like very standard humanoid species of the galaxy standing around, um, not in any kind of particular uniform. Some of them have like almost half ghillie suits. Some of them just have camo. Um, one of the Twi'leks is just wearing like a white tank top that's dirty and stained Rambo or John McClane like. But they're armed and just kind of hanging out. They don't look particularly concerned. And I guess after seeing this, Kiyama will pull back out of the doorway sure. and so that they aren't seen and just whisper to the others, all right, there's people out there who are armed. They have no idea if they're mind controlled or not. Don't really know if it cares if they start shooting at us. How do you guys want to do this? I mean, I think we have to assume that everyone is mind controlled until proven otherwise at this point. So I'd love to knock them out if that's a possibility. Yama just sort of stares at her fists and then looks back up and be like, ah, that seems like a good way to get shot. But we can, she kind of looks at VC20 and be like, you're the best chance we have of any sort of nonviolent end to this. Um, VC20 will nod and uh, take the droid equivalent of a deep breath mm -hmm. and uh, I guess make his presence known. Okay. Uh, so you're just kind of walking out into the room? Yama will follow in a flanking kind of thing, like in a defensive stance. Sure. Like as a muscle is here sort of thing, but... So as you walk in VC-20, you can see that two of the humanoids are at like a control panel up to the north end of the room. It's very, I guess, antique looking is the best way I could describe it. At least two generations out of date of, you know, standard galactic technology, maybe three. Um... They kind of briefly glance over their shoulder, but don't really uh, notice or care for you. The the uh, Zabrak at the far end of the room, kind of lounging against one of the pipes, lifts lifts a hand up uh, from her assault rifle and just kind of waves. And as she waves, turns it into a point, uh, pointing off to her right, the south end of the room. Nobody says anything to you. They all... Oh, this is I'm so creepy. Kind of seem bored by you. Where I think that's that... weird. I'm not sure if you see 20 does. I think that's super weird. Kiyama will just shout out to the person who pointed and be like, where does that go? She stops pointing, lets her hand down, uh, falling back onto her gun. Not in a menacing gesture per se, but definitely one that reminds you that she has a weapon and kind of shrugs. Seems like we should maybe head that way then. Definitely the way to go. You can see that there is another hallway um, that is being blocked by one of the more uniformed looking humanoids who's armed. It is on the north edge of the room past the control panel and heading off west. In a, in, as a temp, okay, 
No, and it's sort of an intimidating manner or just more of like flexing her... Kiyama knows that she can is identifiable and intimidating, so she's just using it. Um, to that person, she's gonna be like, who told you to point us in that direction? Who knows we're coming? Uh, again, she doesn't say anything. Um, kind of scowls and just and cocks her head in the same direction and like runs her hand over her head horns in like an absent-minded manner. Her body language suggests pretty intense discomfort or almost like social anxiety but she's not um she's not breaking eye contact with you as as you speak to her she's not showing that she's cowed just uncomfortable and once again after the absent-minded gesture with her horns she points down south more irritably got a really really bad feeling about this i mean we can take four people five people with guns but but whatever's waiting for us down there would still be there. Yeah. Yes. They know. Yeah. I'm nervous about going down what appears to be a narrow hallway and knowing that there's something scary on one end and knowing that there are five people with guns on the other. Which it's probably just the mind control spider. God, please don't. Which let it be in a general, I'm okay with. No. <laughs> I don't like the coordination that that, that allows Like, oh my god. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um uh if I if I reach out with the force, um which way is that cold presence? Uh it is uh south and west. More south than west. You guys rather walk into a trap knowing it's one or fight our way around it and still eventually walk into a trap? They're kind of our only options. Maybe we can talk to the trap. <laughs> let's let's go find the trap then. Let's let's be idiots about this. She says, just not caring who hears. Just <laughs> walks down the hall. She's really not having a good time. <laughs> As we walk, I want to be extra on the lookout for anything that can um, close. Like, are there any doors, or are we walking just through open? Mm open things. Oh, boy. Also, I like to imagine that Eshka is, like, literally, like, scurrying, crawling along pipes instead of just walking like a normal person. Yes. <laughs> like, make, like making a terrible clanging noise as she jogs along <laughs> on top of them. What is this place? It's wild. So this seems to be... Uh, where, where you guys just walked through was a cooling chamber. Um, incredibly cold and clearly affecting the pipes in some way uh rime frost building up on their on their sides and you know little jets of steam escaping every once in a while or rather vapor as they're cooled uh this water room is a bridge that extends over uh some kind of giant treatment center the pipes clearly intake or outflow from here and the steel-plated bridge that you are walking along uh, leads over it. And there are several different uh, stations where interaction with pipes is possible. This is some kind of portion of the mining process and facility uh, that needs human inter or, you know, humanoid interaction and maintenance from time to time. Oh, potential um, points of sabotage, maybe? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, I will take either a mechanics or education role to learn more about the functions of these rooms. 
I'll try one, see if see if Kiyama's feeling anything today. Or she's just Hey, she knows something! No, I don't have any difficulty dice against that. Let me re-roll. Hey, hey she still, still knows nothing. something! Nice. I do! <laughs> okay, so Eshka with a triumph. You da, are gonna da, da, da. It. Uh Mia, you it's not a spaceship, so you don't give a shit. <laughs> Sounds about uh, right for me. Uh VC twenty so with three successes, you you have the general understanding of the working of this place. This water is some kind of um, treatment reservoir. The five large circles that you can see under the bridge are drums of some kind where ore is placed. Looks like what is happening here is that some of these pipes are bringing in water that is very hot, as far as you can tell and others are drawing off dirty water to be presumably purified and cooled elsewhere. The water looks like it is treating the ore in some fashion. Uh, Eshka, you know that this is, with your triumph, you also realize that given the sensitivity of cortosis, uh, this would be a perfect place to do uh, non-destructive sabotage. If there were some kind of chemical or something that you could put into the water, you could entirely spoil uh, the treatment process. Uh, rendering this uh, mine and refinery basically unusable. It might not stop the flow of ore outward based on their reserves uh, for some time, but it would be a possible non-violent way to do things, an alternative to setting large explosives, which was, I believe, your guys' only plan prior. Okay. I don't even know if we had a plan. I will share this information. This is a better plan than what we had before. We just have to figure out what we could actually do. Were we planning on sabotaging this place? Yes. Because that's the... That was the... um, Chundar asked VC20 to disrupt this. Or take care of it or something. In a non-violent manner. Right? That's that's how we got on this track. VC20 was going to try to do some fancy talking. Yeah, yeah, my interpretation of non-violent was also non-terrorist related. But you know, if if that ends up not working, depending on what what mood, depending on what mood the mind control spider is in, we have a backup (laughs) plan. (laughs) Kindly ask everyone to leave. Yeah, why don't we get them to work with Chundar, make a better world? I'm not sure I like that plan either. Yeah, as I say, Chundar (laughs) is not exactly in the right (laughs) either. Chundar is not in the right yet. Yeah. Okay. Some shades of gray, certainly. Um, Force-using individuals, as you approach this corner, um, there is a tightness in your chest and a cold feeling in your gut. Uh, Whatever is here is here. Non-Force-using people, um, even VC-20, who is canonically a luminous being, um, you feel uncomfortable adrenaline-associated uncomfortable adrenaline associated sensations prickling of hairs um you know tension in the circuitry for vc20 uh maybe a a little bit of nausea something is here yama will look back to ronis and just sort of mouth stay safe as you know they start walking forward this is also bad feelings are you leaving ronis behind no he's coming with but it's like if something happens in there you know it's like the like the last thing you might ever say to him. You don't know. <laughs> I hope not. But just rounding the, like, the corner, 
up and ahead is what appears to be a giant hemisphere of roughly faceted red crystal embedded in a giant pedestal or dais of bronze similar to the pipes and in fact connected to them there is crackling energy uh surging all around the facets of this giant crystal and down into the pipes interacting with it in a strange and unusual way um beyond you can see two hallways extending up to the west and the east hey brian yes I just had a thought, and it may be a silly thought, um, but I would just like to ask, you remember in, like, the first session or two we played of this campaign, mm-hmm. those, like, sentient rocks? Yeah. Does this look anything like those, or is it just a crystalline formation? Please give me um, either Outer Rim or Education. Okay, let's see. I was, Kiyama's wondering if it's a kyber crystal. Oh! Mia's just looking at it and thinking how shiny and glowing it is. (laughs) Um, Eshka, it is, in fact, a giant hunk of semi-sentient crystal. Of Enophian crystal. I'm like, it's it's those guys. What are they called Uh, again, Brian? I'm sorry. Enophian crystal. Um, And as the realization passes over you, Eshka... Um, a strange shadow flickers within the heart of the crystal and a voice booms out in all of your heads. Um, such a bad feeling about this. Organic and non and says, Who dares? You know not what you do. You know not with whom you speak. How dare you come into this place? So you know the part of Duel of the Fades where it's like do-do-do-do? But like before, it's like big and intense, like the quiet version. Mm -hmm. That's what's playing in the background right now. (laughs) Don't tell me what's playing in the background right now. I will. I Um, will decide. (laughs) Brian's going to do something completely different out of spite now. (laughs) So Kiyama, when they saw it, she would have wanted to sense out and see if this was the source of or the nexus of that presence. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Okay, um, there's nothing that feels stronger somewhere else. This is like... No, but what's interesting, um, you can give me a vigilance, because uh, you and Ronus are both uh, kind of realizing this at the same time. Uh, give me a vigilance as you reach out, get some more information. Uh, so it is, and I'm going to charge you a strain uh, based on those results, but it is an Anothian crystal, and you can sort of feel it, that it's present, similar to when you were on Anoth, uh, you know, as a Force-sensitive being, but that's not what this cold feeling is. The Anothian crystal, this huge hunk, um, is almost mind-controlled in the same way those people are. It's just a vessel for something else. Oh, almost, hearing... Almost, oh, go ahead. Almost like it's housing some malevolent presence. Hearing that voice, Kiyama will not take any steps forward. I think she'll stay where she is but say, you've been watching us since we got here and you let us down here. What do you want to know? You tell us something, we'll tell you something. You have Jedi stink on you. I would speak to the Baron Doe. And she gestures grandly to G. Yeah. And say, you're up. What, uh, what do you want to know? Because it sounds like there are a lot of things we don't know. Why have you come here? 
Among other things, this place houses very valuable resources that I have an interest in. Yes, my resources. Why are they yours? Because I am here. I am here as well. I am, I am the stronger. That is the nature. You know that? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. What's inside you? I am. So are you the thing inside? With no relation to the crystal? Are you the thing inside with no relation to the flesh? I am. So you think you've been poisoned by your Jedi company. The sages of Berendo were wise once, but no longer it seems. The flesh is not a weakness. The flesh is a source of strength. I agree. But if I were to lose some flesh, I would still remain. And if you were to lose much of your spirit, you would remain still. Mm, that's where we disagree. I have proven it. How did you lose you, much this of your spirit? Proof of it. I severed it intentionally. Why? This, to live on. Fool. The only failing of the flesh is that it decays. This crystal does not. I, my apprentice, and I did experiments. I could show you, show you the proof of what we did. But I've housed myself in this undying, force-sensitive shell for life, eternal, a retreat. You would show me how to do this? Yes. Please do. Then stay. Tell your companions to leave. Ooh. Is he saying all of this out loud? Nope, just a G. Oh, oh okay. really? This is all mine? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Um... Okay, then while we can't hear anything and it got quiet, Kiyama's gonna go over here and look at this console and just see if it's anything related to the power to the crystal. Yeah, it's um it's like a it's like a transformer. It's a it's a power modulation station. Um the it's delivering both power to um the crystal and as well it's monitoring power to other sources in this base. Okay. Um after this mental conversation. Uh-huh. Uh I mean, I'm going to look at everyone and say, I am in no way my control. Would like to do whatever I can to convey that to you. But I really think that everyone but me should leave and save the slaves that are outside the mine. And I will hopefully rejoin you soon. But uh, as, as you mentioned, the slaves outside the mine, uh, the crystal speaks again. Um, in broadband and says, or you know, broadcast and says, "Do no such thing." Why? And then, and then privately to Yuji says, "They are not slaves; they are extensions of my will." Why? Why not? Because I have said so. That should be enough for you, furry. That is a non-answer. They are me. Would you take me away from this place? They're not you. You, they you, are. you, you stole them, and it would be great if they could go back to being themselves instead of being you. Um. While this is conversation is happening, me looking at this transformer, I know nothing about electronics, but if I did something to disrupt this, it would go poorly. Am I guessing that correctly? Yeah, the the whole the whole refinery could lose power, yeah. What happened and this is gonna be private private chat. Mm-hmm. Where are their spirits? They never had any. Well, meaning they had a very low amount or and you rounded down? Both my apprentice and I were interested in the movements of spirits between shows. We undertook many cloning experiments in addition to our force training. Oh. Huh. 
an interest, I believe, you later shared with his apprentice. I... So, meta question. What what is the level of souls that G would think clones have? Uh, That is a great question. Um... Is that just on me to figure out, or is there any in-universe thing that I can, like... There is a certain amount of ontology, I guess, that could be quibbled about. Um, But for all intents and purposes, clones are people, and they develop into people. Um, They're often considered legal non-entities or second-class citizens, but they're definitely people. They make decisions, they, you know, have awareness, and so on. Um... Even if this guy is telling the truth and he did, you know, tank bake a lot of people and which seems crazy unlikely given the number of aliens and the and the variety here. Even if all that's true, uh, they'd still be people and still have souls. That doesn't really seem to be any question about that. Did you take over the spirits of everyone before they had awakened? Yes, yes. You seem hesitant on this point. Are you a clone yourself? Not to the best of my knowledge, but it's hard to know. I I guess at my core, you could either be dominating and exerting your will on other people, or just truly a multi, multi-part multi entity. And if it's the first, I think I take a bigger issue with that. But I would still, if it's the first, I'm still very interested but I would really like to come to an agreement where the slaves or the the extensions of yourself, as it were, are freed right now. A haircut, if you will. You do not judge me, and I do not acquiesce to your requests. You can leave here peacefully, but if you interfere with my extensions, the peace will be broken. Gee, what's his name? Or what was what were they once called? Oh, yeah. I'll I'll ask. What I what do you call yourself? Before I joined with this shell. I was called Darth Tenebris, so I may as well use that name again. What was your apprentice's name? Darth Plagueis. Is it just like Kill Bill Sirens in Kiyama's head right now? (laughs) I don't know Uh if it's been translated to her, but... (laughs) I just love that, like, Celia's sitting here being like, yeah, and Mia's sitting there being like, I am orange. (laughs) (laughs) What are all these fucking names? No brain cells. So... Right now, G is bouncing wildly between this is really cool knowledge, and I like 100% want to figure out how to become a sentient crystal that can use lab grown flesh as an extension of my will. Um, zero question, that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, but also, is really f- not a fan of development. Um, yeah, and this is definitely a person in the Sith tradition. Yeah. So Yama is holding her lightsaber, not lit, but holding it with the emitter facing down towards the transmitter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like this is a things are gonna get <laughs> things can gonna get messy real quick if this does not go well. It's a yeah. It's about to get weird at any second. Yep. So she's she's noble goal or not necessarily noble, but like not giving into emotional goal is to study as many different Force traditions as possible and truly understand the way of the Force. Xi's uh, less noble goal is to kill all of the people that have caused the pain. Um, not necessarily great because you're killing, but it's sort of the like, hey, let's get rid of these. Uh, let's get rid of these people. 
Sure. Um, so I would be interested in Brian is if you could set the a difficulty of four or five. I forget what they get what they mean. And I want to make a willpower save. And if I make it, I want to do everything I can to stay. And if I don't, I'm gonna get get upset. Uh, yeah, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a dark side point on this. Did G tell the other group what the name is? Mm, no, G hasn't yet. <laughs> That's gonna he be knows, knows you're gonna be all upset about it. Kiyama's like asking. She's like, "What is his name? I am going to punch you <laughs> if you don't tell me." <laughs> um, he's known as Tapris. Yeah, give me an education roll, Kiyama. I probably don't know it, but I would know Plagueis. So, education mm-hmm. or lore? Yeah, lore. Thank you. The exact same for me. It doesn't matter. Straight even. Yeah, it sounds familiar, but you can't place it. Okay. Uh, G, can I get um? Can I get that discipline test, please? That's a triumph. Oh. That is yeah, straight. But also straight a, even, but it's a triumph. Yeah. So all so what the what that means is that a triumph effect happens, but you've still failed the roll, um, which is fascinating narratively. Um, so what I'm going to say is you don't fly into a rage, um, but you know, I, I, what, what it means is that you don't like fly into a rage or anything. You maintain self-control, but you know, absolutely in your heart of hearts that you cannot join this thing with its cavalier attitude towards life and, um, all of that you you feel absolutely honor bound, duty bound. However, G, uh, however they would best experience that to uh, to destroy this creature. Boy, could I have? Uh, who would this make sense for? Um, can I have Kiyama, G, and actually all of you um, make me a lore roll, please? Come on, Kiyama. You got nope. Um, I really want to succeed on this, so I'm actually going to use a light side point. Sure enough, yeah. You said lore. Yes, please. Oh, I have no brain cells in. Uh, you succeeded anyway. Wow. Hey, we love to see it. So Gosh, nobody's. Oh, and she didn't get only me. Oh, that uh, it didn't. It didn't add the upgrade. Not by the threats. Oh, uh, roll. Just roll me a green then. Um. Did I just hit? Did you give me the green, or do I need to give myself the green? I'll roll the green for you. Thank you. All right. Oh, um, brutal. Yeah, brutal. Uh, so VC twenty. You know that there is something here, but you're not sure what to kind of attach it to. Um, something that he is talking about is connected with Palby ship in some way, um, and. The sort of hero of the day here is actually Mia uh, with the only success. Um, so you've heard and you've heard it mentioned by that hologram uh, that came out of Palpy Ship when you first found him. There's something called the Rule of Two that uh, the Sith follow, um, which is that there must only ever be exactly two Sith, a Master and Apprentice. Um, Velamin has said as much that he is the master or not, excuse me. He has said as much that he is the apprentice. He has some master somewhere, but from the way that this thing is talking, it seems like, um, 
he is not Veloman's master. He hasn't mentioned Veloman at all. He hasn't, you know, he's described his apprentice in loose terms, but it doesn't seem like it's Veloman. This might be an entity that existed once in the Sith power structure and has kind of removed itself from it in time. There, there might be some kind of insight to be gleaned from this creature. Um, you're not sure what, um, but the existing Sith that you know you've met and that you presume exist may not know about whatever this thing is. Interesting. Mia's definitely frowning as she thinks about all this. Yeah, yeah. You've been staring at the shiny for ten solid minutes, and finally a thought pops into your head. Yeah, and it's also like definitely a thought. She's like, if this were a real thought, like Kiyama or Ronis would have had it first. You know, like that. Like <laughs> no. Thought, like, <laughs> oh. like it's gotta be. Like it took me ten minutes to get here. They probably thought about it like fifteen minutes ago. Like it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think she's gonna sort of look at Ronis. Um to see if she can gauge from his face anything um sure give me uh give me a vigilance cool because she doesn't want to say anything out loud because while she's sure this creature can read minds she also suspects they're not, it's not paying attention to her sure uh you have no idea what ronis is thinking his eyes are kind of darting all over uh sometimes at kiyama sometimes at she sometimes at the you know giant red dome of burning crystal with a shadow inside yeah all those are good choices i'd say um hmm she doesn't know what to do because i think she doesn't want to draw attention to herself for sure yeah um and so there's no way she can communicate outward what her thought is so i think she's just gonna you know she's gonna be a little bit head empty and be like they must have already realized this we'll talk about it all later (laughs) oh baby (laughs) oh goddamn mia's uh insecurities insecurities right now i think this is her being pragmatic i mean she's wrong but i think she's being pragmatic yeah based off of a undervaluation of herself is all so cutting back to uh g's conversation with the 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 entity uh g finally uh it's it says or you know darth tenebris as you now know that it is um it says enough send them away but you know you have realized in your heart of hearts that uh you can't suffer this witch to live can i see a physical display of power not targeting my friends i just earlier you mentioned that you were the power differential between us is laughable and if i'm going to leave my friends i'd like to see proof certainly there is a long pause a uncomfortable moment and then a building uh scratching and tinging sound coming from the hallway behind you, steadily growing in volume and frequency as you hear it. It sounds like feet maybe running across the steel plates of the bridge behind you. And finally, into view bursts a gigantic, uh, meters long, probably close to... 20 meters long what looks like a centipede uh, with a a ridged chitinous back and you know meter and a half long tentacles it pokes it's not pokes it's pushes its huge form through the hallway barely squeezing and you know you can hear the the metallic tinging and ringing 
from its many uh, cilia and feelers scraping along the steel plates of the hallway. And the voice in your head says, That is under my command. All of the humans that you ran into as you traverse these depths were under my command. I have little need for gross displays of power when I have so much flesh under my control. I've always maintained the living force is the weaker of the two. And then I would like to... Can I... Can I... I want to know if uh, it would be better to try and force lightning him or harm him. In particular, harm can just go through any soak, so -hmm. it can just go straight through a crystal, was my thought. But I don't know if that's a reasonable thing. So I was wondering Uh, if I should take a That's... Uh, you can make me an education roll to not meta that, but think that through in character, I suppose. Uh, education or genealogy? Genealogy would also be suitable, yeah. Uh, two successes. Uh, with two successes, harm would be the way to go. This guy's going to have a lot of soak. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say I've always thought the living force was the worst of the two. Um, and then I'm going to try and harm. Okay, wow. Um... Roll me your, uh, roll me your force die check. Oh. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think I'm gonna spend the light side point, but I do not <clears throat> like that we're out of light side points. So that's four damage, ignoring all soak. Um, okay. And then I am going to activate my once per game uh, ability that is somewhere on here that I can't seem to find right now. Once he's doing that, um, or once I see he's doing it, I'm going to ignite my lightsaber on top of the transformer box. Uh, I can use a force power as a maneuver. So I can do two force powers in a turn. So I was just going to harm again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Um, do a second harm. Cool. Uh, And I don't use any dark side points for this one. Okay, so just uh, those two light side points. Yep, Uh, but that's another four damage. Wow. Okay. Um, and I've gained a bunch of conflict, as you might imagine. Yes. Yes, you have. Um, which is very exciting for me. Um, okay. Sounds great. Uh, so with that, we are going to move into initiative. Um, can this- I stab my? I've been holding stabbing it. Can yes. I do that first? Uh, okay. You can. You can do that as before we leave into initiative. That's fine. Okay. Cool. Um, I've been so patient. So excitingly, the power is going to start going out in, during this fight, and you will be lit only by the red crystal lightning of Darth Tenebris's uh, stony form, which is, you know, you just can't ask for more dramatic lighting as a uh, as a GM. I try. Are we ready for initiative roll? Uh, yes, please. So just click on your token and move to the combat tab. Dang it. I did it before I rolled. Sorry. I didn't good. good in telling you not not telling you how to um, soundtrack this scene, even though I have opinions. Is this cool or vigilance? Uh, this would be vigilance. Oh, oh! I thought it was cool because we were prepared, or Kiyama was prepared. Kiyama was prepared. Uh, G would also be prepared, so cool is also appropriate for him. For everyone else, it will be vigilance. Thank you for the thank you for the distinction. Oh, in a way, if this person has taught me something and then I kill them. I am no, in a way the no, Sith Master, right? No, you're not a Sith Master. Go away. No, there's still someone else who's a Sith Master out there. Mm. You're also not a master of the Sith arts either. So, which is technically how you gain that rank. Yet. Yet. 
That would be a nice bit of irony for Gizark, become the very thing you swore to destroy. Mm-hmm. Well, because my my thought was always like the Sith, the Sith don't need to be as mean as they are. Very true. I agree with that statement. At their core, they're just about having feelings, and I'm yeah. down with that. See, okay, having a, what, having a good time, vibing. I won't talk about this on during the game because I could talk about it for a really long time. But there's a reason why Coder Two is my favorite depiction of Sith Lords ever, and has how it has to do with the Force. So we'll just talk about that afterwards because okay. I don't want to. I could just I could go on about it for a while. But okay, right? Because it's really cool. Um, and that is uh, that is us shilling our our, our sister product, Kodor Two. Opinions on it, so good. Um, okay, I am done. So I need a PC. Any PC? All right. I'm gonna uh, go. I'm gonna fire my blaster at that weird thingy, the the centipede glowing in the darkness. That sounds good. Right, we have that fucking centipede. <laughs> I'm gonna fire it real good. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you actually do fire it really good. Yes, um, with uh, that much advantage, you get to proc a critical. So nice. What does that mean? Oh, cool. Didn't. Uh, it means that you know the. Uh, the thing that I keep doing to you guys where, like, you lose an arm or you get a concussion uh, has happened to this creature. Nice. Uh, so this creature's not distracted. They cannot perform a free maneuver during their next turn. Oh. Wow. Okay. Uh, making movement hard. That is nice. Plus, you've done nine damage to it. Uh, now there is, you know, it does have a good, de- good deal of soak. But, you know. You know what? We take what we can get. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And next, a PC, any PC. He's going to keep trying to to harm this thing with the force. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Well, keep harming. Uh, I'm going to spend three strain to channel my my staff to do it. Okay. Um. So four more unsoaked damage. Yeah. Uh, that is, she's, a- this is... This is bad for G on the conflict side of things. Yeah, this is... G is... Um, might, yeah, might, I mean, I mean, might be building up some uh, telltale wrinkles, or his eyes might be getting, I guess, more yellow in his case. And it's it's rough because it's kind of hard to see when a Keldor is going through the the telltale signs of evil force. They already got weird eyes. They're already full of wrinkles. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to tell when a Keldor is down bad. Force speaking, PC, any PC. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what I can do that's helpful right now. I'm thinking. Um, uh, so if you want to, if I... you want to go, Eshka, uh, you can give me either lore or xenology. Okay. Um, let's do lore. You know who I wish was here right now? Palpy ship. You. I know. He would, ship. he would know something. Okay. Uh, so if you remember, uh, the Anothian crystals feed off of electricity. Right. So if you were able to disrupt that flow um, or overcharge it or something, you know, Kiyama's fucked up the control panel. There's potentially something you could do mechanically with the base that it's on because the, yeah. the lightning is still crackling around it. So yeah. I was about I was about to ask uh, if I could fiddle with this and see what I can make happen. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's going to be more on the mechanics end. Uh, yes, uh, I am going to spend a dark side point. Um, to make That's this. fair, I guess. Uh, <laughs> this seems like a situation where despair occurring, or the potential of despair seems appropriate. Yeah. So. Is it good to go? Yep. And low. Hey! <laughs> wow. That is... Um, oh my god. Yeah. 
Woo! Wow. Um, <laughs> triumph cancel out the despair? Is that no. Uh, no. Triumph and despair. It just yeah, makes life and despair never cancel. Um, they just no longer count for their success or failure. So, so in effect, three successes with a triumph and also a despair. Uh, very, very cool role. Um, so, so what I'm going to say is that um, you you basically plunge your hand into the short circuiting control board and expedite uh, power collapse. You rip. Uh, you you know you're usually a very subtle, very clever worker. Um, in this case, you abandon all such and just rip it, the exactly correct uh, bundle of wires out of the out of the you know cut open hole that Kiyama has created with her saber. Every light in the complex immediately goes dark. The lightning immediately ceases and you hear like a thunderous uh, crack as the fractures and fissures that Xi has been creating with their force lightning are immediately you know, uh, expanded upon and uh, reified by a huge surge of energy and then a complete voltage collapse. You've... Um, what I'm going to say is that you've basically doubled the damage that uh, this cre this creature has taken in the last round, which has started to show physical damage. Um, unfortunately, cool. uh, unfortunately, the way I'm going to treat the despair is that the electricity also arcs through you at one point. Um, so I'm not going yeah. to I'm not going to inflict any damage on you, but I am going to put a critical injury on you. Okay. Um, so let's do that now. Uh, so with an 87. Uh, you are compromised. Uh, your nerves are like completely fried. Your hands are probably shaking. Your fur is once again standing completely on end, and you <laughs> you you smell like uh, you smell like toast. Um, all of your skill checks are uh, at an increased difficulty until the critical injury is healed. That's fair. <laughs> I love Eshka so fucking much. <laughs> so do I. She is the best character. Or she's one of the best characters to be a GM for. Um, she does she's, shit like this. She's just pure. Uh, just uh, she's a chaos gremlin. She yeah, is the, the, the kind the kind of chaos that you could not like her and VC twenty get away with so much, and Mia too, just get away with so much constantly because they're so good at their skill set. Um, anyways, beyond how much I love all your characters, uh, it is a PC turn. Any PC turn? I'm specifically waiting to see what. Uh, Tenebris does, so I'm holding. Okay. Um, I believe it's VC20, Ronus. VC20 and Ronus are the only uh, PCs who have yet to act. Do I recognize this uh, friendly caterpillar creature? Uh, you can give me a Xenology roll. I'm very good at that. Yeah, you are, actually. Uh, three successes. Uh, you do recognize it. Um, it is a, a kind of amphibious insect that is native to several worlds along the uh, mid to outer rim. Um, one of one of those creatures, kind of like rancors that have been spread interplanetary. Uh, this is a truly unusual size. Um, they're, they're called, uh, excuse me, they're, they're called Zelvin worms and they occur lots of different places. Um, they've certainly been seen on Felucia, but also more remote places. Um, like Naboo, um, supposedly there's one on like kept in a menagerie on Bespin. Um, 
may, probably even some dwelling in like the radioactive slums of a place like Karelia. Like they're they they really have been spread all over. Did they talk? Uh, they do not, unfortunately. They're they're non sentient. But the one of their big things is that like after they reach a certain critical mass and encephalization, they can be trained. Okay, um, and this is a big boy, so it's probably reached that critical mass of trainability. Yeah, so, you know, the the implication that Tenebris has given is that it's mind-controlled, but it's possible that you might be able to command it um, or, or something similar. Um, I mean, we, we talked to those other guys that he was supposedly mind-controlling. Right. Um, but I guess the other question is, most of that conversation was just between Tenebris and Yuji, right? Right. So I have no idea what's going on. No, you just know that suddenly think Xi was attacking uh, Tenebris and that things are getting buck wild and the creature who probably spun all that silk. Oh, that is the other thing. I'm sorry. The Zelvin worm is a silk spinner. You were probably looking at what's responsible for that webbed up room previous. Well, that's a relief. There's no spider. Uh, yeah, so VC20 has no idea what's going on. Just that suddenly things are here. Um... So I think now is as good of time as any to inspiring rhetoric. Okay. Uh, well, difficulty is ready. Okay. That's leadership. Yes, please. Ah, tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, so four successes. The triumph effectively counts in circumstances like this, like a success and two advantage. Um, so I believe that means you can spread out, what, uh, six strain across three individuals? Um, that sounds right. Is anyone down on strain? Uh, down and strain. Uh, both G and uh, Kiyama are. I believe Mia might have lost a little as well. Okay. Um, those three are good. Um, and I think this means I pick. Yeah. One, uh, two people are going to get two. One person's going to get one. Okay. Yeah. I guess she and Kiyama get two. Um, Mia gets one. I need to check to see if just those people look at the Yeah. They get um, their bonus blue die for five rounds awesome and um if you want to move away from uh big and crawly you, there are no opportunity attacks in the system um i chris want to move away but vc20 sure. knows that he is the most or the least delicious member of the party uh yeah so i think it's gonna stay right where he is god damn it senator stop being a hero uh we now have tenebris up he is going to um scream angrily in uh, pain and anger and rage and do something. What exactly he does, you are unsure. But uh, the the internal light that is still within him is flickering and the shadow within is getting larger. All right. Now it's time for your very large friend to make some attacks. Um, I'm going to spend a dark side point. There are going to be two attacks, one for Mia and one for VC20. So Mia is going to hit. Um, that is going to inflict eight points of damage, Mia, uh, before Soak, of course. Yeah, of course. And uh, Senator, you are struck and uh, ensnared by one of the tentacles. You are also taking eight damage pre-Soak, but it is going to invoke a critical hit. That is so much advantage. Uh, so on a 68 senator um you your sensorium your different uh inputs have been damaged by the slime and the uh the mild neurotoxin not the toxin part but the the liquidity of it 
has seeped into your circuitry. Um, so until the critical injury is healed, uh, you are going to lose the first bl the first blue die from all skill checks. So if you would normally get a bonus or boost die, uh, you no longer do. Sometimes. I think there are some extra PCs. Yeah, there's extra PC initiative on here. Yeah, I must have uh, hasn't gone. Yeah, I haven't gone yet. Oh. So it's it's Ronus, it was Ronus and I. Um, I'll go next. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing at with the range bands I can get in range of the um worm. Yes. Yeah, I can. was right here and I can that's only like three boxes. Um and also how far is a range band in this one? Uh four squares. Four. Okay. Um I'm going to hit Mr. Tentacle Mouth. And what I'm going to do is try and do a crippling blow. So I'm going to increase the difficulty of the next combat check by one. Okay. Uh, what happens differently if you hit? If I succeed in dealing damage, the target suffers one strain whenever they move for the remainder of the encounter. Interesting. Okay. Um, so it'll be a lightsaber check. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on. I just know it's not going to work because I did that. Nope. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, so uh, you don't miss um, like your blade cuts through some tentacles and it kind of shrieks, but you haven't done any like damage to its bodily integrity. It's uh, it's, you know, mandible tentacle combination is just very, very good at zoning you effectively. Okay. And then let me. Um, sorry, I go into my other thing. Uh as a maneuver, I am going to um, do a center of being. No, yeah, that was a lot of advantage. I'm going to do the ascent, take a center of being uh, maneuver. Okay. Which, uh, so you're going to give me two strain to do the extra maneuver? Oh, uh, because I moved is the maneuver. Yes. Oh, then never mind. I won't do it. I thought I had something. No, I'm good. I'll just stay right here. Okay. Everybody gangster till it's time to count up their actual maneuvers they've taken. Yeah, I, I forgot that a maneuver isn't movement. It's been a while since we've done a full combat, so... Yeah, it's all good. Um, Ronus, seeing you charge in to help Mia and the Senator, uh, takes a few quick strides over to where Xi is. Uh, Xi, he nods to you as he ignites his own uh, blue, blue saber and begins uh, just hacking uh, hunks of crystal off. Yeah. Um, his, uh, his lightsaber strokes are proving... Um, very nearly as effective as your harm power, G. And I was supposed to have a blue die on that lightsaber check, wasn't I? Um, I am not sure. Oh, yes, because you were inspiringly rhetoric. Can I roll one and just see what happens? Oh, damn it. All right, fine. <laughs> and I'll roll one for Ronus's as well. Okay. Yeah, no, no extra successes. Uh, so with that caught up... Um, yeah, pieces of crystal are everywhere. The power surge that Eshka initiated uh, has started to crack Tenebris. And yet, G, that that flickering shadow in the center is still intact. And uh, we are back up at the top. So any PC. Can I go again and hack at this tentacle thing? If you, you certainly guys... can. Uh, same, same rule with uh, destiny points as with initiative. First come, first served. No questions asked. You guys are all You guys are all too polite. Okay, I'm just, I saw VC20 in me and take a lot of damage, so I'm trying to get this thing. Um, I'm just going to do a regular lightsaber. I'm not going to try the crippling blow. Sure enough. So, 
There we go. Uh, So with three successes, you manage to cut through and actually get in a solid blow on the creature's head. Uh, Your lightsaber does, what, seven damage base? Six damage base? I think it's seven now. Um, Yeah, that's right. I think it's seven. Yeah, since you got some memories back. So that's going to be nine damage uh, with the the ten soak ignored. Oh, wait. And then, hang on. Oh, darn it. I tried to roll a blue dice. Can you roll the blue? (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. Yeah, not enough to trigger critical, unfortunately, but okay. Uh, but you've you've given it a solid hit, and it rears back. Uh, its spine scraping along the metal of the hallway, and it uh, shrieks in that unearthly, terrible way that large insects are prone to do. PC, any PC? I'll go. Alrighty. I'm gonna fire my gun again. Yep, shooting him with dad's gun. Shooting with my dad's gun. Awesome. That's like the uh, same exact roll I had last time, isn't it? Uh, one damage less, uh, but still very good. And another critical, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So the 100 uh, plus 10 this time for the critical. It's already in, been enduring. Uh, so 42 this time. It's bowled over. It's knocked prone and suffers a strain. That's actually fantastic. Um, that's that's very, very good. Uh, if you, so future attacks are going to be easier until it can get on its feet. And you're going to do eight damage, which is nothing to sneeze at, neither. Nope. Uh, yeah, this this uh, the the bug is starting to look uh, very very bad the way around it. And uh, a PC, any PC. So with these, with the shadow flicker, is there a crack that opens up to the shadow anywhere? Like, is there any way to get directly at that or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you could, uh, especially with Ronus's uh, giving giving the crystal. Uh, a bit of a, a bit of a mani pedi. Okay, so I would like to try and like reach into a crack because I assume what we're doing right now, unfortunately, is basically just killing the host, and I really want to get at Teniverse. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to kind of reach into the crack and f- force lightning the shadow in particular. Okay. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm very so into it. Can you set an average check? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so I am also going to take three strain to just add a light side point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's she's pissed. She's going to uh, use those dark side points, too. Wow. Okay. Um, so that is uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven damage. Uh, but so she's you... also one little agitation away from passing out due to Ridge. Yeah. Um, so your, uh, force lightning normally, you know, very, uh, neutral white, whether, um, protecting or unleashing, uh, whether it's the, you know, the, the, the lighting. Ambi- yeah, the ambient color gradient from firing into a red crystal or, you know, the lighting, but, uh, in your eyes and on your lightning, there is a definitive, uh, red tinge to them. And, the lightning blasts into the center, uh, erupting the core of the crystal itself. Um, the semi, the the hemisphere of this stone implodes and collapses inward, with the sh- the flickering shadow that was in its center still uh, rooted in place to the to the brass pedestal on which the crystal stood, with arcs of lightning still circling around the fringes of its being. Uh, you can see that the shadow is definitively like a, it's very humanoid shaped and you know, it's, it's like a hole in the world. It's such a deep, 
and terrible black. Uh, I need a PC. Any PC? I. I'm sorry. One more time. <laughs> um. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. No, that shouldn't make any difference. Uh, someone else can vote. <laughs> it's 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 just you and uh, VC20 right now. Oh no. Okay. Um. I'm just um. So so my so. The cause of my hesitance at the moment uh, is I don't know that I can involve myself in the centipede fight without being in the way or someone getting caught in my crossfire. And I'm not sure that there's anything in Eshka's skill set to help this situation without making it worse for the host crystal. Um, So I'm I'm just trying to think. so VC20 has taken a lot of damage. You could potentially try to battle repair him to heal the senator some. That's true. I keep um, forgetting I can do that. Yeah, you can also, you know, these are these aren't like five foot squares like D and D. These are just abstract distances. You sh- you can shoot past your friends. You can stand in the same square as your friends without fouling things up. So okay, all right, let's. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm gonna come down here and like try to like see if I can like like grab vc20's you know arm and like yank him around the corner and be like sit down let me fix you (laughs) okay uh and what skill would this be oh this would be mechanics it would just be mechanics okay oh no (laughs) oh no (laughs) three yellow dice not a single one oh wow yeah you're still discombobulated from the from the lightning legitimately tragic um you get the kid out and vc20 sits down um i'm not even going to say that like things get worse i'm going to say that you just are combat paralyzed like you are staring at the wires and you legitimately can't remember what to do you're just staring at the the open back of vc20's chassis with a wrench in your hand thinking over and over what do i do what do i do what do i do A.K.A. Uh, me when it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of uh, circular meta commentary. Uh, Tenebris is up. In uh, a, a howling, unearthly voice, the, the shadow loses itself from the pedestal to which it had been affixed and uh, freed, freed from the bonds of the crystal that it had been inhabiting. Uh, howls. Yeah, it looks like it's looks like it's time to put your dancing shoes on. Oh, that's more forced taste than I get. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> Man, uh, it, Im- I could learn so much. Yeah, but importantly, uh, failed the roll. Um, so yes. his lightning uh, subsumes the air in between the two of you, uh, but stops short. Uh, there's just a complete obliteration of all the oxygen in front of you the air the air reeks of like ozone and like must as the as the lightning deoxygenates everything in front of you but you yourself are just pinpricked uh the he unleashed a cone that just did not just did not reach you uh his other um his maneuver however is probably going to be a little bit more effective uh, coming around the corner and uh, ducking around the worm are the uh, soldiers that you had seen previously. 
they have arrived and I did forget about them. Yeah. And two of them are going to take shots. Um, I think at Kiyama and VC 20, uh, and I'm going to use a dark side point. Why not? Of course you are. Why? Of course you are. Well, just give us more light side points. Just yeah. Didn't even help. Um, the, the shots go wide. They can't, uh, you know, they're ducking and dodging around the, around the worm and can't get in a good angle on you. Although the, you know, it is in adding a terrifying effect of this giant centipede being, uh, haloed or wreathed in blaster fire that's coming at you. And, uh, speaking of everybody's largest friend, um, I'm going to make some more attacks and I'm going to spend some more dark side points. Um, Kiyama, you're first. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Those criticals, you know, really get to you. Yeah. Um, no successes. Uh, he can't land anything on you. He doesn't know how to deal with that, with that lightsaber. Um, Senator, you're not quite as lucky. No criticals this time, but, um, there are seven damage before soap am, incoming to you. Am I allowed to, uh, parry any of that? Cause it says a melee attack. I don't know if that counts and if I could Yeah, but it's got to be a melee attack on you. Okay, fine. I was going to see if I could do it. I know. It's a, it's it's worth seeing if you can protect your I know. friends. I don't blame you. I don't blame you in the slightest. Um what state does that leave uh the senator in? Not a good one. An upright one? Technically, Oklahoma? but only barely. Get good. out. That's strong. Get out of the corner. Get out of the way. Yeah. Um speaking of which, it is the senator's turn. Um so Centipede friend has not stopped attacking despite uh, Crystal getting destroyed. No, the the shade of Darth Tenebris seems to still be attached to this world. And uh, where was the shooting coming from? Uh, past the centipede around the corner of that hallway that you guys approached the crystal from. You said the worm's not looking too good. Uh, no, it's not oozing, you know, yellowish green guts on the ground and so on. Well, I'm not proud of this, but it isn't sapient, so... Brawl? <laughs> brass knuckles? Yeah. Oh my brass gosh. Knuckles, brass knuckles. <sighs> this is been where, a while. Like, if this were an actual movie, it, there would definitely be like a dramatic scene in the trailer of VC20 using <laughs> brass knuckles right now. Yeah, oh, from, like from, the, from the trailer, everybody would get entirely the wrong idea about how VC20 is built just based on how cool it is when he does use his brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Two successes. Heck yeah. Um, it has disorient three. I don't know if that's important here. Uh, I don't believe that you have the advantage built up to trigger that. Mm. Um, but you you have done uh, more damage to the creature, <laughs> incredibly. Uh, and Ronus is going to be up. He kind of looks at Juji and looks in between you and the you know the 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 physically bound sh shade of this dead Sith Lord. Um, you're not entirely sure what his looks mean, but he jumps across uh, the red rubble of the Anothian crystal that the two of you have shattered, and he's gonna take a swing at whatever's left of Dark Tenebris. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh, his saber cuts the air, and pieces of darkness fall away in its, in its wake. Uh, blasted triangles like pieces of a black stained glass window fall to the fall to the crystal and Darth Tenebris screams in everyone's head again 
uh, and the shade disappears, and now a PC is up. I'm gonna go. Is it my turn? It's my turn. Sure can be. Yeah. Let's go. Um, can I use a light side point just for funsies? No asking. You, you gotta do it. Do. I'm adding a green. All right, sounds good. All right, so I've rolled the extra green for you. Put it to my point. Yep. Like I thought I rolled with it. Oh. Not with it. I was, that's why I was asking so that I could be a mature person. No. Uh, it is. It did not get added. You've rolled every other time with two green and two yellow. It's fine. Okay. Well, um, then still all we, good. We roll. I mean, it's still please. it's it's still nine damage that has been added. So, so much damage. Uh, this uh, the bug is definitely on its last legs. Uh, Kevin, what do you mean just on Caterpillar's turn? Um, one of the things I was just looking through the initiative order, and uh-huh. one of the things that was confusing to me is when the gun folk go. Ah, uh, uh, on Caterpillar's turn. Yeah, they already went and missed um, BC20 and Kiyama. Yep. Yeah, but it's, yeah. A, it's a new turn, so I wasn't sure. I I'm, wasn't sure if it was on Tanabris' turn or if I might have missed a PC or something in there. But I'm good right. enough. Thank you. All right. That is a PC. I need another PC. Um, uh, Kiyama's going to look over her shoulder, and how how under control does the situation with the crystal and Tenebris look? Uh, looks entirely under control. Uh, Ronus is standing atop like a mound of rubble, looking confused with his saber in his hand. Xi is uh, probably like smoking from several different points on their body, but otherwise pretty much normal. Okay, and then... And Tenebris is not there. Okay, then I'm going to uh, hopefully try and dispatch this dang caterpillar. Sure. Uh, let's... Okay. I hit it. Yeah, you did. Uh, and enough for a critical as well. Yeah. How many is that on at three? Uh, this is its third one, yes. So that's going to be a 73. Just hamstrung. Um, uh, and it does not matter. You have, in fact, uh, zeroed it out. Yes, okay. Do the people who are coming up behind uh, the caterpillar, climbing over it or whatever, look, um, are they still in attack mode, I guess? Uh, yes, yeah, they are. Uh, there is a quieter scream as the caterpillar dies, maybe lending a little credence to Tenebris' assertion that he is in it. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, this could go very poorly. Um, I'm going to, uh, how bad does VC20 look? Uh, awful. Can I just like, I'm going to step in front of him very explicitly and say, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Not super tactful, but maybe necessary. <laughs> yeah. uh, ne- there's like bolts falling off of VC20. I can't move him myself, but I would I would have. Yeah, and it, there's like a panel open on the back, and Eshka's just got a wrench in her hand and is like looking around panickedly. Uh, who's up next? It's a PC. Any PC? Me. I would like to try again. <laughs> and fix VC20? Yes, please. Yeah. Go ahead. Much better. That's more like it. All right. Uh, so... VC20, you are going to take six wounds and two strain back as Eshka re-solders your wires and uh, puts some bolts back on you. Like you're no longer just dropping gears everywhere. Um, how many did you say? Uh, six wounds, two strain back. Oh, that's much better. Uh, a PC, any PC? I would like to wait until after Tenebris. Okay. We've had Mia, Eshka, and Kiyama. She has stated they're waiting and VC20. Um, I think I will use an inspiring rhetoric to thank Ashka. Sounds great. Give me that leadership role. Oh, wow. Uh, so 
two PCs of your choice. Um, you get to split up. Jesus. Um, excuse me. Three PCs of your choice. You get to split up uh, eight strain that they can get back. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how far everyone is down. Uh, I have two strain before I pass out. Don't worry okay. about me. I am very much orange right now. Head empty, no thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, I'm down, but I'm not down badly. Eshka, G, and Ronus are probably the best choices. They are the choices. Perfecto. And they are also the ones that get the boost die. So. Yes. Does that double up? Uh, it does not. Okay. Just refreshes. Thanks. Yes. That's a shame. I think I still have two uses on mine. It's only been three rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people who just got it get it for another five. So uh, Tenebris is going. And um, uh, G, you hear this specifically. Uh, Tenebris says, uh, And there is an explosion in the hallway. Um, not the one that Kiyama, VC20, and Mia are currently in, uh, but the one both around the corner from that and the one uh, heading off to the east from the crystal room. Oh, no. G, uh, believe it's you. Uh, so is there any is there any trace of Tenebris at all? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I'm going to, if possible, over my mind link, um, say something along the lines of only someone who doesn't believe in their power would run and start running towards... Mm, you said there is an explosion the hallway we came from and an explosion to the east? Yes. Uh, so down down south in the hallway you came from and then another one uh, in the hallway that leads away from the crystal room to the east. Yes. I'm going to start running to the west. Okay. Um, because if I'm sneaky Sith Lord, I'm going to try and make explosions to distract people from where I am, if I even am. So I'm going to just move until I see something notable. Uh but trying to search onto any aspect of Tenebris's consciousness or essence or anything like that. Gotcha. Do you have sense? I uh, no, very much gotcha. so. Do not. Um, so so difficult, that's, but yeah. So that's four, uh, and this is eight total squares. Okay. Uh, which I think is all I can move in a turn if I use my maneuver and action to both move. Correct. Yep. And. Do I see anything at all down this long, long hallway? Uh, you do not, unfortunately. Man. Okay. I'll yell back to Ronus. Um, see if you can sense Tenebris and follow him. He nods, uh, and that's exactly what he's going to do. Um, and then he is going to sprint uh, to here. And uh, kind of wild-eyed, uh, Kiyama is going to shout to you, Check on them. Check on them. Who is he pointing at? Uh, the the people down to the uh, south. I will run up and uh, poke my head around the corner and see what I can see. Um, it is graphic and awful. Um, oh, I was several of several of them have laid grenades at their feet. Oh well, that's even worse. Um, I'm guessing that was the explosions that we heard. Yeah, they are. They are all gone. There is mist. Okay. Um, what is the status of the walkway? Uh, it is damaged right about here. Um, there is like 
at the seam of those two plates, it is sagging down and into the 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 reclamation pool for the cortos for the cortosis. Um, their equipment and other stuff is dripping down into that pool. The it is probably to be filtered out with the rest of the contaminants that are released by the refining process. I'll shout back. They're gone. Don't come down here. And Aronis shouts back. So is Tenebris. I think he's, I think he took himself out. I don't know. That seems, we can hope. And she'll turn back. There were more explosions back this way. Mm -hmm. And she'll walk to this hall. Poke her head around here. Is there anything that I see? Um, the hallway is much shorter and it elbows. I am going to uh, take us out of combat time since there are no uh, opponents visible at the moment. The Tenebris is just around the corner, right? <laughs> Something like that. Well, that was unpleasant. It was. Um, and on that uh, shocking and uh, kind of upsetting note, I think I'm actually going to conclude for the night since it is uh, 1030 and it's getting on. It's a very uh, strange and Pyrrhic victory. Yep. And uh, next time... It's a note to end on. Yeah. And uh, and with that, I have planted my flag as firmly as I can that I am not, uh, that I am not George Lucas. No. <laughs> Nor are you fucking around. No. No. Uh, neither of those things is true. <laughs> <laughs>